You're listening to the Totally Buzz podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Totally Buzz UK podcast. I'm Laura, and this is the podcast that takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the web that you may have missed in association with www.totallybuzz.co.uk. If you're a regular listener, you know that I'm not alone on this podcast. If you're a new listener, well, there's two of us because I am joined by Squigasaurus Rex himself, John Squires. Raw. Raw. I was, was going to say raw. I was going to say raw, and you just automatically roared. I kind of. Tyrannosaurus kinda Squig. It's Squigasaurus Rex. I prefer Tyrannosaurus Squig, but hello, everyone. Hello, Laura. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. I've got short arms, but I'm fantastic. I mean, you must be excited because this week is the debut of your very own new segment because Kaylee's Baby is TikTok Spotlight that you've been doing on the episodes. But really, it's time for Squiggy to get the spotlight. I am excited for my new segment. You know, obviously, the best co-host gets our own segment, not some rehashed one, which we've all been using. So, Are you ready to crack on and go through some weird stories that you know nothing about and the public know nothing about and that it might cure their case of the Mondays because they're going to be fun and uplifting and joyous, hopefully? Do you know what? Let's do it. I am ready. Bring on the cube. So, story one comes from the Daily Star. And while the subject matter may be scary for some, don't worry, this article makes it the most harmless sounding thing you ever heard. Because the headline here is, Dogs will know the zombie apocalypse is coming and will try to warn us, says undead expert. That's right, the Daily Star have got the scoop of the century here. So, dogs will know a zombie apocalypse is coming before scientists do, and they'll try and warn us. Dr. Cameron Coulson of the Zombie Research Society says Brits should listen to their pooches if they start acting shifty. He believes their powerful senses mean they will know the undead are coming before the first one even rises. Dr. Coulson said, The one animal that we should be using to give us signs about what to do would be dogs. Dogs are extremely sensitive to changes in the environment and changes in the physiological state around them. Since we are in contact with dogs so much time, any change in environment is going to set them off. He also reckons they could be able to sniff out a zombie virus before the dead start walking, thanks to their powerful sense of smell. Changes in atmospheric pressure and natural pneumonia carries odours that only our furry friends can pick up. And many dog lovers will agree that four-legged friends possess a sixth sense, a stronger-than-human gut feeling when something is off. Pooches are more open to trusting that gut feeling and will warm us, warn us of an imminent invasion through their behaviour. Most could start acting stressed or scared at the start of a zombie apocalypse. Now listen closely, people, because this is the bit you want to know about. What behavioural signs will be something to look out for? We need to look out for excessive panting, licking their lips, hiding, cowering, or aggression, or if they stand differently. That's right, if you notice your dog is now standing differently, zombies could be on the way. Dogs aware of changes taking hold of the world will often stand with their weight forward in a stiffened posture. A more aggressively inclined pup would stand with its weight backwards, head tilted upwards and near back, so ignore those signs. But a small dog, known for their above- Average aggression, apparently, will be kind enough to warn us of the walking dead. So, Squiggy, thinking about getting a dog to help you warn off and know when the zombie apocalypse is coming? I mean, half of those things sound like me halfway through a CrossFit class. Like, you know, licking my lips because I haven't had enough water, panting because I'm out of breath, cowering in the corner because I don't want to carry on. 
That just sounds like me. Are we sure the zombies aren't coming for you at CrossFit? Can we confirm that? I, I'm not sure. You, you look at some of the people leaving after a class, you would think they're half dead. Because obviously you can train dogs to like sniff out bombs, and I'm sure they did it to try and sniff out COVID over the past yeah, couple of years. I think there is pandemic dogs. Pand- so pandemic pooches! Wow. I hope that's a branded. Sorry. So obviously like there's some there's something there which dogs can sense and stuff like that but but i don't understand how a dog can sense an undead person like you don't they don't go sniffing around a graveyard and go that that one's dead or that one that one's possibly alive i'm gonna remember that scent just in case i don't know i mean most dogs like get excited when the doorbell goes this is this the zombie apocalypse has happened several times in my house and it tends to be when the postman knocks puts post through the door yeah maybe maybe your postman is a walker to quote walking you know walking dead maybe he's a walker I, I'm going to be honest, on the reaction, yes. Also, I've seen my dog also hates like the newspaper being pushed through the door. The sum up, things through the door. Not great. But um, I've seen her track down like the trolley that people drag behind them with the newspapers. We're out for a walk and she sees that trolley and spells their newspaper. She's following it. And if wow. it goes past her in the opposite direction, she starts sprinting home to be like, have I left my house unattended? has the paper in because i'm fuming right <laughs> so i'm not sure how i meant to there's a like ex- examples i'm not sure how i meant to distinguish this from normal behavior i do appreciate that they're saying they could you know before a zombie has even risen from the ground my dog could be aware but that feels like you're just edging your bets and covering yourself like ah do you remember that time your dog barked once and then five hours later you know it's the first zombie well that bark was the signaling of the first riser you know what i mean yeah, very when, actually, like... when actually it's your postman putting the post through the door at the same yeah. time. It's very like broad, throwing the darts through the board. This is like me hypothetically saying one day I might be able to have a full conversation with a parrot on the basis that they can say a few words already. <laughs> you know, I don't, it feels like a leap, but I will also point out, I'm surprised you're not surprised at the re- expert here being the head of the research, zombie research society, which is a thing. I feel like this is a made-up thing a bit like, do you know when we're talking in one of the earlier podcasts about you can have Jedi as a religion yes. on your senses? You saying... I, feel, I feel like this is kind of the same thing, like employ, employee, em, zombie, whatever it was, society. It's like, no, no, that's probably a university society, actually. Do you reckon they formed a group at their local university and... <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Pretty much, yeah. I'm having a look at it, but there, there's a website, zombiesearchsociety.com. Oh, uh, let's check this website out. It will be in the companion piece that goes with this podcast and drops on totallybuzz.co.uk. The zombie research site was originally founded in 2007 by author and zombie expert. So there's like lots of ways to become members. There's a tab promoting Netflix zombie movies. There's a shop so you can get shirt, zombie culture, zombie science, zombie survival. And then there's a panel of experts. Never really thought about looking into zombies more, but I'm guessing they're going to have the last laugh if... Uh, what are these people? This, oh, God. A lot of these have PhDs. These are highly decorated people. They, what you know a waste. What? They're starting to convert me to maybe the idea. If all these smart people are saying zombies might be real, I might have to just, you know, train Lola. Just like how they've got, like, zombie survival strategies, human... Let's have a look at the human threat section. I'm not sure about this, to be honest. Um, I'm not. I've gone I'm to zombie sure science, now. and now I've got new tool can detect any human virus, ethical permission granted to reverse brain death, they're like keeping an eye on any hint of story that could lead to like zombies. Ebola rabies vaccine. Can scientists zom- save us? Can the zombie virus be cured? What to do uh, if you're infected? 
This is fantastic, this one. So obviously, I didn't know anything about like the R rate and stuff like that of viruses until COVID happened. Oh yeah, and that uh, was like a big thing. And there's a thing here. One way the scientists understand how quickly spreads by calculating the R number. Um, this is a calculation of the average number of people who will come out of disease from one infected person. For example, if zombies bite an average of two people, then the R rate is two. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, at least you now know the R rate and broken it down. I've gone on to zombie silent, science, right? And there's like a sub tab called zombie-like animals. So I was intrigued because I was like, is this like animals that are like zombies or animals that have like zombified states? Because I do think there's like animals that, you know how a human with all the gas in their system sometimes give the illusion that they're moving, but they're dead because it's like their body rig- rigor mortis or whatever. Yeah. And like they could sit up or they could start degassing or <laughs> I don't hang out with dead bodies, but there's, there's like a whole yeah, thing, isn't it? I don't hang out in the cemetery. No, not at all. No, no, that's really stupid. But like zombie-like animals, top story, and it's like from 2018, is zombie raccoons plague the Midwest. And the picture looks like what would happen if the Guardians of the Galaxy got a live-action like rocket raccoon. Generally, <laughs> that's all I can see. But yeah, so uh, dogs, zombies, they got the expert. But I'm going to be honest, Squeaky, I know you're not a dog owner, are you? You're not got any plans to get any cute little fellas anytime soon. No, no, not at the well, minute. Lucky for you, this article does go on to say that dogs might not be your only hope. Here's good Ooh. news, because other animals that can warn humans are birds and scavenger animals such as foxes and badgers. So, oh, I've always wanted a pet fox. I thought a badger would be more your thing. For some I reason, know what the fox is saying. What is it? Is it Bodger the Badger? The Badger who likes mashed potato? Do you know what I'm on about? I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about right There's now. There's the childhood character, and he's a badger. He's, a, he's not a real badger. They didn't have a badger on TV that, like, like he's a puppet. I'm literally have to... Bodger and Badger. Oh, it's called Bodger and Badger. Sorry, Badger's just called Badger. Should have probably got that. But it's like a wow. puppet show. Bodger is the dog. Maybe, that, maybe that's what it was. Together, they were actually trained to find zombies. I'm going to be honest. All I remember about the show is that the badger really loves mashed potato. But I am when they said a badger could detect it, I just imagined this puppet badger going like, badger, badger, badger. For some reason. Mushroom, mushroom. I don't think he really does that in the show, but I imagine the way he th- gets excited about mashed potato is the way he'd react if there's a zombie apocalypse. I sent you a picture of the badger. The badger puppet has like a little fez hat on, and if anyone knows what I'm on about, they're clearly British, and you're welcome for that trip down there. I think I have seen that before, actually. But, squeaky, so, birds, because you have them in your area in Newcastle, you're, gr- you're granted <laughs> with the gift of birds, but they're going to change their flight pattern. So if you keep an eye on their flight pattern... And they start flocking away in danger. That's when the apocalypse is coming. But if a fox and badger suddenly move towards an area, especially one that's rich in food, because they're scavengers, so they're like, oh, there must be food. So they're going to probably join the zombies, it seems like, and be like, oh, where are all you guys going? Yeah. Brains, brains, Ooh, there's, brains. A, there's a hand being disconnected from this corpse here. I'll take that one back to my yeah. den. So if you see a flock of foxes or badgers, you know, going along with these ill-looking humans... Probably sign that the zombie right. so, so if I see birds going one way and foxes and badgers going the other way, and the dogs on the estate are acting very strange, it's just standing around rigidly. Adding. I mean, to be honest, I'd probably worry at that point anyway. Yeah. So if you just what if you saw mass animals gathering? Yeah. It could. Don't know why. It could be like from the Lion King. They're gathering for the new birth of their future. The king. new birth of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, their new future king, King Zombie. The, zomb- the zombie king. 
Alpha. Zombie King. I feel like Zombie King is what Game of Thrones was going for, but you yeah. know, they just sort of mixed it up a little bit. Also, Squeaky, don't think Dr. Carson, the expert from the zombie site, hasn't told the Daily Star some key bit of advice. Because this listeners at home, if you want to survive, forget your basement, forget your baseball bat with spikes on. That is, you know, another walking dead sort of thing. Also a little strange thing, because picture Steve people. But basically, the one bit of advice, the best way to survive as a Brit, so I don't know if this is just the way the Daily Star worded it, or us Brits have to do a certain thing, <laughs> offer it to you in crumpets. But no, it's not to wait for your pooch to start acting strange. So you've got to have your survival skills already in the bank, is their advice. Well, ba- based on when I went on a stag trip in December, I have no survival skills, because anyone there will tell you that it took me 76 attempts to light a fire. 76 attempts. I don't know if I'm intrigued to ask why were you lighting a fire on a stag do or it was it was part it, it was actually part 26. of something that we did. It was a nighttime survival experience. Oh well you were you were building on your survival skills. It was like it was like how to forage for food, how to build a um like shelter and stuff like that. And it finished off with how to light how to light a fire. And obviously I tried seventy six times and eventually it lit. Everyone else, I mean, well, one person eventually. one person got it on the second attempt, someone else on the first, someone else on the 20th, <laughs> and we started laughing at them, and then me 76 times. I so, appreciate yeah. what we've learned here is that Squiggy is one pooch, fox, badger, or flock of birds, delete where appropriate, away from being ready for a zombie apocalypse. So that's good news. Good news to everyone. Mean, if I'm ready. Divide, well, ready. You, you can sort of give them... If the zombie gives you 76 attempts, head start, we're golden. Yeah, if I I'll, yeah if I have 76 attempts, take me until the first zombie comes towards me, I will have fire. <laughs> Man has fire, zombie yes. be scared. But if that fire goes out, then oh, I am dead. Anyway, we're going to move on to story two now, which weirdly, I guess is a survival skill. I don't think it'll help you uh, with zombie apocalypse, but you never know, Squiggy. I'm trying to teach you goals here. Try to teach the people at home. Let's be resourceful because story two is from the UPI.com and is bat- it's about a battery being made from 2,923 lemons, which is the new Guinness World Record for a battery. That, let me guess before we start. That's because of how acidic the lemon juice is. It is to do with that. Boom. So, Can't light a fire in, until the 76th attempt, but I know about batteries. Boom. Redemption. You, you Redemption arc. So proud because... But not as proud as a team of chemists who gathered 2,923 lemons in Britain, just having a nice British day here, to break the Guinness World Record for the highest voltage from a fruit battery. Guinness said the Royal Society of Chemistry, an international organisation of scientists, cut the lemons in half in Manchester, England, and hooked strips of zinc and copper to each end to extract a total of 2,307.8 volts from the fruit. The resulting battery broke the previous record of 1,521 volts. Guinness announced. So, uh, yeah, it's a giant lemon battery. How are you feeling about this? Because I can tell you exactly what they used it for. Once um, I want to hear your excitement. You can guess if you want to know how many volts that, what that could power. Going back to another story from a previous episode, that's what was found when the police raided that place to find all the graphics cards, wasn't it? That's what was powering everything. It's all it's all coming up now. It's no. all linked. Yeah, it's the lemon battery was used to activate an LED attached to a light sensor that triggered a relay and activated a pyrotechnic system to kick off a go-kart race. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go big, go big, you know? Yeah. It's like a little domino effect of coolness. But the lemons used in the attempt were processed 
processed by Refoods, a company that uses food waste to generate renewable energy for the national gas grid. And the remaining liquid was used to make biofertilizer for local farms. Ah, that's that's good. So now it's what's going to happen is the Tory government are going to be like, oh, you've got we've got this rising energy prices. Have you thought about buying some lemons? I was thinking that, but I was also thinking how this article, like if you thought about how you think would you not say this is a joke where you could easily make you know turn your lemons into lemonade when life gives you lemons yeah make, make a battery make a battery i i've sent you a picture and it is like there's a lot of lemons there's a lot of lemons that's quite cool actually i actually think this is the coolest gearest record i mean it's no hockey stick on a finger but no but it's pretty this is cool. my new it's my new favorite but i was gonna say what fruit would you attempt to do this or you gotta get some acid you get some limes you're gonna try and combat this think you have the time i do not have the time or patience or probably money to afford to buy all these limes you know with rising prices i love this this is to cheer up the case of the mondays and squeeze here to keep your eyes on the bennies look i'm just i'm just keeping it real right he's so relatable people relatable squig but i was gonna say did you not have to do something like this in science because you i mean you knew about acid and batteries i just know bits and bobs of random things so you didn't have to make a potato clock or anything like that when you was at school? No, no, I did not, no. Did you kind of wish you did? I mean, it doesn't sound that fun. To make but... a, clo- a clock with a potato, it just shows you how fascinating things is. But I was going to say as well, obviously, you said about rising fuel costs and all this. Do you think this is going to be the future where we start finding how to make electric? I mean, you took 70-odd attempts to start a fire, which <laughs> sounds easier, but... Do you not think this might be the future where we got to gather lemons or gather thing or find some sort of different way like this? It sounds crazy at the time, but it could end up being a renewable energy source. I think it could be. I think I think lemons lemons are the future. Lemons are the future. It doesn't have to be lemons. I was like, they could mix it up. You're like, no, no, no. lemons. No lemons. lemons. I like lemons. Lemons are the future. Okay, and also I was going to ask, you think there's anything cooler? they could make with the lemon power. I mean, they went for go-kart. Do you not go for something lemon-themed? I just feel like they've missed a few tricks here. A, lem- a lemonade machine. The oh lemons just slowly drift into the, the juicer to make the lemonade. So by the time all the lemons are done, the power's gone, and you've used your own power to make lemonade. So not only have you powered it, you've watered a lot of people. You've watered. You've moistened. You've said you've that moistened. in the most awkward way. It's like you forgot what drink it is, and you're like, you've watered them. You've watered them. You've moistened them. Yeah. You've moistened them and now they're blooming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's That sounds disgusting, moistened. I I didn't think you'd be a fan of the word, to be honest. I do like the word, but... mm. I'm going to be honest. I've saved the third and final story, best till last, and I'm moving away from potential apocalypses. I'm moving away from potential energy sources because you know what cheers any person up? It's a good old Marilyn Monroe lookalike gathering because that's right, Squee. This is from ABC News. .net, abc.net and it's from down under because it's from adelaide right not to be confused was that you because... trying to do an australian accent there when you <laughs> it said was, adelaide it, i thought so adelaide 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 did i so, adelaide adelaide so the he- i'm not i'm gonna give up the australian accent because i don't feel i keep up to this headline but marilyn monroe lookalikes gather at brighton beach in adelaide to pay <laughs> homage to hollywood star and raise money for cancer research. So a new record of 314 Marilyns gathered at Brighton Beach. So it's almost 60 years since Marilyn Monroe, Hollywood star, iconic. I'm sure you could everyone listening can picture her now, even though some of you probably weren't born when she was on. I mean, I was Everyone should know Mar- Marilyn Monroe. 
just an absolute icon. And you can probably guess the outfit. I hope you're all pitching this. So you've got the nice blonde wig. You've got a white swimsuit because they're going into the water. So, but And sunglasses. Like It's like the white dress, the one that's sort of the fan underneath that sort of I know energy. But yeah, I bet you do. Dang, that sounds dog. really weird the way I've you said dang, that. But... Oh, you did, yeah. You were like, oh, I know the one you mean. Oh, oh yeah. yes. No, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So anyway, they all wear in their idle signature white swimsuit, sunglasses, 340 people gathered at Adelaide's Brian Beach for the, setting the new record for the annual Marilyn Jetty Swim. That's right, this annual event. I mean, how can you not? Once, it, once you've heard about it, I'm like, I'm... So happy this is annual. The event raises money for cancer research and is now in its ninth year. So good cause. We love that. Good stuff. You know, people celebrating it. So basically, even though the heats aren't always sweltering, ma- the mass of Marilyn's eventually dip their toes in the water and sort of charge in. If you didn't know that this event was going on, I will say you would be like, what's going on? I'm I am going to say send- that. Imagine you didn't have a clue what was going on and you just go down to the beach. And you see all these people dressed as Marilyn, Mon- Marilyn Monroe running into the water. You're a bit like, what the fuck have I done? What was in you, that water? You feel like you took a wrong turn. This is like when I accidentally sort of, we stumbled, walk along the beach and we stumbled like um, a Red Bull event. You know when they go cliff jumping? But basically they've all got their rubber rings, their donut rings. That's what I would call them a donut ring, but I don't know. There's a proper name. They're Australian themed and uh, yeah, they all paddle out in the sea. One Marilyn, who by her own admission is a lot of seasons swimmer joked that she was apprehensive about getting her feet wet and prepared to brave the chilly water did appreciate they said chilly water because chilly water to an australian is not chilly water to a brit if you get my drift i, I get like you. i was the, watching the, i was watching them while they were swimming i'm like that wig's coming off i'm i'm thinking now how many wigs were there floating in the sea after this someone said this unknown season swimmer who was doing it i expect to be picked up by a really nice lifesaver girl boy and be brought in at the end which i was like joyous another marilyn said she'd travel considerable distance to take part she was like i live in queensland i saw it on the telly over there last year and i thought yeah that'd be a lot of fun so it is starting to get out there but while there were many thrills and much flurry, the event's serious purpose at the forefront of mind of the marilyns and they were saying people were saying how they lost people and they were doing it in their memory and like one woman said that she'd survived breast cancer and just you know it was an empowerment moment for women and you know get other people involved and just have a good time but how much money do you reckon they raise you can guess it's in dollars but it's australian dollars but if you guess a rough amount i can tell you how close you are God, i don't even know what australian dollars equates to i mean there's 341 marilyns here remember that 341 people at least that'll be donating to the cause they're helping i'm gonna go with 150,000. Oh, Squiggy does know he's Australian dollars because he's oh so close. It's two hundred thousand dollars in Australian money. So that in Australian is money, Australian money. So that is one hundred and four thousand five hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Just off the top of my head, I think it's that, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, do you not feel this is a fantastic way to raise I money think... for cancer? And like, honestly, I want to be a part of it. I think it's brilliant. Anything to raise money for that's brilliant. And the fact that there's a, like a, a theme to it as well and it gets more people involved, I think it's brilliant. Would you do it, Squiggy? Because I think there's a few men. Uh, do you know what? For charity, probably would. A part of me is like, would you get involved, donate, and just start start to pick out the future Mrs. Squig? You're looking at them going, which Marilyn is mine? Which yeah. Marilyn can I take home? Yeah, find the one that's struggling to swim. It's like, I've got you, I've got you. No, I wouldn't do that. That makes me sound awful. <laughs> it makes you sound awful, but at least you're rescuing them, Squiggy. You could put yeah. positive spin on this. Yeah, yeah, but then when they turn me down, just push them back in. No, did I wouldn't. I, am, I, wouldn't. I imagine you were a lifeguard. Were you a lifeguard at one I was, point? No, I wasn't a lifeguard. I'm not 
I can swim. I'm not a strong enough swimmer to be a lifeguard. Right, so your plan to rescue these barrelets is you can not strong enough swimmer. So no, I, I'm, no, I'm a I'm a I'm a strong swimmer, but I'm not a strong enough swimmer to be like I can save lives oh, as a lifeguard. Okay. A part of me was like, is this a case where you, you're going to make the news? You're going to fly out to Australia and it'd be Marilyn Monroe save drowning Geordie, and I'm like, that's our boy. Yeah, there yeah, he is. It's, it'll be more like that than it's like. Do you know, like people obviously a first aid trained. Like, yeah, I'm first yeah, aid yeah. trained, but I wouldn't know what to do if someone was having, like... Well, I know what someone was doing if they're having a heart attack, I suppose, but if someone was having, like, something that wasn't covered in the first aid class, which is basically, oh, are they awake? Are they having a heart attack? Can you do chest compressions? That's pretty much it. So if it's anything else, be like, nope. So basically, this was a good podcast for you, because now you know how to make a clock out of lemons, if that comes up. Don't know why, if it's an emergency. Zombie apocalypse stuff, and about... Marilyn Monroe. Basically, <laughs> basically, I am surviving to the ends of time. Can I also say one thing about this? I'm going to describe the pictures at home. But obviously, we are still in the time of a pandemic. And face masks help reduce... Do what you will. You know, all that stuff. So people have face masks on. The Marilyn Monroe's here. They have Marilyn Monroe face masks. With, like, her lips in the first picture. And it's, honestly, even weirder. It makes it even that. more surreal. It's, and I couldn't that decide if it was scary or not. That picture freaks me out a bit more because it reminds me of stuff like from Borderlands and Doctor Who. Because if they remove that bit of the mask and it'd be like some grotesque alien or yeah. nothing will be there. Wow, and that's, I mean that's that harsh most people are doing that for charity. Wow. No, I don't mean wow. they look lovely. It's just the fact I don't... Right, masks are cool. Masks are fine. But you know how people have masks and it looks like completely the face? Like you can have the bottom half of your face. Yeah, I've seen some people actually get the face put on a mask. So yeah, they freak me out because it's yeah. like, why? Does, where does where do you begin and the mask end? Where? I just, that's the vibe. Obviously, I can tell they're masks on this because they're like white. Like Marilyn Monroe was ghost coloured. Yeah. The it's probably the time with the white swimsuit and iconic look. I was going to say, obviously, Marilyn Monroe, we've said she's iconic. Everyone knows who she is. Any iconic celebrities you would want to do this for more? Or a bunch of Shearers bursted into the sea? That's Alan Shearer for the Newcastle United I fans. Could, I, could, I could see a lot of Alan Shearers doing that up north. It'd be a bit cold up here, though. Elvis? Elvis is a good shout. Sorry, in the, when you the Shearers are running into the um, Tyne, yeah. I assume that's where you do it. Are well, they doing the finger? Are they doing the point they're doing, upwards? They're doing as they a run in? Yeah, or yeah, in Jody doing... terms, the the Dean Shearer. Ah, well, thank you for translating. Uh, specifically for the Jordy listeners out there, but Elvis, you think? Yeah, I, I could see Elvis. Could you not imagine everyone? I mean, it's a little bit like Marilyn Monroe, isn't it? Really, white. It's the iconicness of it. It's the iconicness of the white, the white like full. I'm going to call it a full bodysuit because that's what it probably will be. And the, the quiff and everything. I've just thought of a really funny one, but it's really bad at the same time. Because, you know, you talk about iconic looks that you could just recognise people off. Uh-huh. Thank you, Elvis. If everyone, sort of, everyone faked tan and did the quiff of Donald Trust, so when you run in the sea, the orange runs off you. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. could have the full-on orange, like, tanner and all that on, and as soon as you run in the sea, it rinses off you so it's like a cleansing <laughs> we have destroyed australia's beaches with donald trump yeah i did i did like i hope the tanner the tanner would have to be eco-friendly and not like toxic yeah. stuff like that but i do think it would raise a lot of money don't think he'd be like it'd be celebrating donald trump as much as it would be like no, the equivalent it would get, of that it would get publicity of him complaining about it yeah you remember the donald trump giant baby in london that's the yeah. energy i'm thinking yeah we'll ra- raise money for the good cause 
but also while taking a little jab at a celebrity <laughs> everyone likes to make fun of i would say probably at this point so after that we're gonna go to the ad breaks now while we think of celebrities we can dress up as and i'm sure squiggy will come back after the break with even more suggestions before he debuts his brand new segment oh yeah so you're listening on Google Podcasts. Hit subscribe on the Totally Buzz UK podcast to keep up to date with your weird and wonderful fix. Don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Team Sancho's Nachos, Team Relegated Niles, Team Man United have been the early frontrunners in the Totally Buzzed FPL League. Can you dethrone them? Check out www.totallybuzz.co.uk. Use the hashtag TBOA to join the conversation. You may know him from the podcasts. You may know him from Twitter. But did you know that you can also follow Squiggy at twitch.tv slash squiggyplays for all your gaming content? Do you use the Good Pods app? Find the Totally Buzzed UK podcast on there today and help us climb the charts. Just how many red cards will Laura rack up in FIFA 22 Pro Clubs this season? Double digits? Triple digits? The elusive thousand? Follow Totally Buzzed on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash totally buzzed. And we're back. Squiggy, any ideas for more Marilyn Monroe equivalent fun splashes? But you're doing yours in the North Sea. The coldest was. I mean, if I'm doing mine in the North Sea, I feel like I need to dress up as like a Yeti just to keep warm. But I would go for like, you know, a Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, running into the North Sea. You, you remember the, the scene from, it might have been Paris of the Caribbean 3, when Where he runs away from the sea and he's getting chased. Yeah, so it's going to be the other way around this time. You run into the sea and I'll do like oh. the, ah. Uh... You do the actual run with the knees up, knees up, knees oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would do the full thing. I've even I've even got the hat and the outfit, so. I thought you were going to say you've even got the bottle of rum that was in like his left hand or something. No, I don't have the rum. I've just got the hat and the outfit. We could get you the rum. The rum so. might keep you warm. I'll get yeah, you the... the rum as extra heat. That'll do me. I don't like rum, but that'll do me. Yeah, but you've got to do the heat. That's what the pirate street. You've got, you've got to get into character. Anyway, Squiggy, I'm excited. Hope the audience is excited. You've got a new segment replacing TikTok Spotlight for when your co-host... What the buzz? What the buzz is a brand new segment just for Squiggy, where he comes up with a weird, wonderful fact that you may not know that doesn't seem that believable, but is a joyous, weird, wonderful fact that he likes to share. And we're going to talk about it. Squiggy, give us your fact. Over to me. So this one is... I think it's kind of a... It's a feel... It's a feel-good. It's a feel-good fact. It's not like a... A fact, you know, like, oh, a blue whale, you could swim in a blue whale's vein or whatever, that kind of fact, which is an interesting fact, but it's not that kind of fact. So It's more great insight to how your mind works there, going, what would not be a feel-good fact? <laughs> I know, the one whale, you could swim in a whale's vein. Yes. Continue. Now so, that's making me say, what the buzz? Well, you're welcome. So, this one is about Tinder. There's a show on Netflix at the minute called The Tinder Swindler, so I'm trying to keep it a little bit, you know, to the on topic and everything. So... Tinder, those who don't know what Tinder is, Tinder is a dating app. It's also probably a booty call app in some places, but generally people swipe left and right on potential matches. And if you swipe right, and then the person swipes right, you match. So in 2014, there was a Tinder match in in Antarctica. And no, it wasn't two penguins or polar bears. Whichever one had stolen phones, it was two research scientists. They matched on the app in the most remote part of the world. 
obviously. A man was working at the United States Antarctic McMurdo Station. And a woman... He was cold. They were cold when they made it. was very cold. Yes, he was very cold. The Antarctic McMurdo Station. And a woman was camping 45 minutes away by helicopter. And they both matched on Tinder. Which I think is quite... It's quite cool that you find love in like the most remote part of the world. Don't know if they're together anymore. Don't know if they're married. Don't know if they had a date with the penguins. But that's where we are. And I thought that was quite a nice little fact. And it I... just means that for anyone who's struggling with dating sites, there is someone out there for you. Even if you've got to go to the most remote part of the world. I was going to say, do you not think this is like Beggars Can't Be Choosers energy? I mean... Potentially as well. He's probably like, oh, there's someone. There's someone. There's someone, yeah. You're like, I can't not swipe on them because this is literally the only option. I can't increase my search radius anymore. Or that's yeah. <laughs> like, that's the energy I got. I feel like I, my brain went to the ultimately to the unsweetest version of the event. Well, there. obviously, we know what kind of people we both are, then, don't we? I'm just goddamn cynical. But, uh, yeah, I mean, aside from that, my second theory was like, wow, that would, I can't wait for the rom-com movie. There'd be a bit with a be, penguin. It'd be, it'd, bit, it would be like, it'd be like you know, like... Those, um, those Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. It would kind of be like one of them. Yeah, That's what see? I, would go for. I have a sweet side when I think about it like that. I'm just, my first instinct was like, Meh. they just they just wanted to match someone. So they were like, sure, you'll do. There, there is even, there is actually a news article for this as well. If you want to put this in the accompanying companion piece i will because the listeners probably want to know more about especially the ones that believe in love and are like oh that's beautiful but do they believe in life after love i don't know we don't even know if these researchers do to be honest (laughs) we do know that the zombie apocalypse could be real so that's true um so there you go so that is that is a random and wonderful fact to be perfectly honest and I think it's it a nice is. one to start off with. And there's a nice cute picture of them kissing in the middle of nowhere where it looks like just two coats merging into one. It looks like Kenny is conjoined to Kenny from South Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like they've given they've given female Kenny the lighter jacket so you can like just distinguish just the, the two of them. Just so you know that she's on the left. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Just because obviously it's very cold, so they're not getting layers. There's not much shape to them. It is generally all I can see is two Kennys kissing Kennys. Forget who killed Kenny. Who kissed Kenny? Who kissed Kenny? The answer was Kenny. In the Antarctic. So this gives you hope on Tinder, Squiggy? Or you, well, are you thinking maybe Antarctica is the place to go meet people now? Which 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 energy you pick it up from it? To be honest, the way Tinder's going, it's probably cheaper. It's probably cheaper and easier to go to the Antarctic. If you go, actually, no, I've just realised you can't go because you can't start a fire. Well, I want my co-host not to die. Yeah, good point, actually. So yeah, next, next episode. And joining me live from the from the McMurdo station in Antarctica <laughs> is Squiggy. <laughs> Hello, I can't start a fire. I'm c- 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 cold. But you did manage to power up to the internet by using your lemons that I yeah, gave you. Exactly. Look at See, all this. All this whole episode has come full Plan. circle. Anyway, if you've enjoyed what you heard, please Rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, or whatever podcast format you are listening on, including now Podchaser.com, which we are now on. Ooh. If you if you don't like what you heard, still rate us five stars and just be nice. I mean, kindness, nice, weirdness. We try if hard. You don't, if you don't like what we heard, uh, I'm Kaylee. <laughs> and, and this is not what you should put in the view. Get rid of Kaylee. Why I like. Yes. Uh, like yes. Jordy Kaylee. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at TotallyBuzzU. Okay, you make sure to hit those follow and subscribe buttons. Catch us on Twitch at Totally Buzz UK. To- catch us on YouTube at Totally Buzz UK. 
basically just search Totally Buzz UK in Google and you'll get the website, you'll get the Twitch, you get you even get the SoundCloud, which is for FPL updates at this point. So make sure you're weird and wonderful. Squiggy, it's that time. Anything to plug? Yes, well, kind of. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John J. Squires. Um, you can follow me on Twitch for my game adventures, twitch.tv slash Squiggy Plays. And there's also accompanying Twitter and Instagrams for them, which again is Squiggy Plays. You can also follow me on YouTube at youtube.com slash John Squires. And hopefully, hopefully, I don't want to tempt fate, but hopefully there might be some exciting videos coming to there very soon. Oh, it's going to be Squiggy dressed as Marilyn Monroe. So get clicking. Go, 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 go. Yeah, get clicking. Get subscribed before that goes live and make sure you hit the bell. And we've been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Make sure to join us again when the new episode drops at 7am next Monday. And if you can't wait till then and you have just tuned in randomly for your first listen, you know what you can do? Go enjoy previous episodes because that's the joy of this. They're all timeless and they're all going to put a smile on your face, hopefully. Bye. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.